Hello and welcome to Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we're here to bring you all things Archie. Oh, Archie. We'll talk about Archie and nothing else all day long. Nothing but... Oh, wait. Hang on. I have a poem here, Megan. <laughs> oh, is it a poem by let Archie me just, or for let me just, Archie? Let me do some foley. Oh, I hear rustling pages. Oh, yes. There. Yeah, oh, I found quite a it. lot of rustling pages. <laughs> it's a big book. And then uh, the giant tome Ezra's found. The giant tome. Let me blow off the dust. Oh. <laughs> we looked up from our verses like blindfolded captives, sent out to seek the light, but it never came. A needle and thread would be necessary for the completion of the picture, to view the poor creatures who were in misery, that of a hawk, eyes sewn shut. So that was written by a, by a fucking robot, um, which okay. I just needed to bring to everyone's attention, uh, which uh-huh. does seem like the plot of an Archie comic. They've got like a poetry robot that like Betty gets in a contest with. I shouldn't blow this good material on the on air, really. Yeah, you've got to save that for a future uh, pitch to Archie comics. Yes, but for context, that was, um, if you guys don't know, that's the robot AI, duh, which is a real clever. Not to be confused with Ida from the Sabrina comics. No, very different. It's the Ida's. giant eyeball girl. Yes. This one has robot arms and an uncomfortably human face um, and Ooh. paints paintings and does poetry now, I guess. So that's the kind of world we're living in. But we're still stepping back in time to some good old fashioned wacky Archie hijinks. You, we sure are. And speaking of Ida. Mm. I do have some Sabrina comics today. Oh sh- well, I mean, now it now it makes sense that I did the poem, so it's perfect. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, Ida is not in these comics. But... Well, I and mean, then you lied to me, so I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, you go cry, and I will tell Gladly. the listeners about uh Now, the reason I'm I'm bringing these today is because they are Christmas themed. Oh, but yes, fair. Huh. Ching, 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 as, ching, ching. as I work through these Sabrina comics, mm-hmm. they're increasingly Jesus-themed. Whoa, wait, really? Yes, it's very I weird. I feel like that would be the until opposite you realize... for Sabrina. Now, can you take a guess on who has uh, written these comics, Ezra? Oh, hell. Um... Who wrote them? No, I can't. It's Al Hartley. Oh, of course it's Al Hartley. Of Christian Fire Comics. Yes, I forgot. I, yes. You know, I knew that it was him, but I legit just couldn't remember the dude's name. I was like, it's <laughs> yeah. probably that Christian one. Yep. All right, fuck uh, yes. I'm very excited right. for some Christian reading, Sabrina. These are from the, um, what is it called? It's the... Uh, Sabrina's Christmas, Christian. Sabrina's Christmas Magic Number One. I would love if it was Sabrina's Christian Magic Number One, which does sound so, like a fantastic child's like birthday yeah. party performer, like Christian Magic. Oh God, this is getting into some rest of development territory. I was gonna say yeah. Anyway, um, so this first one, I was like, okay, that's a little weird, and then I kept reading, and I was like. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I'm very excited now. To talk about. So, this is Sabrina in Hidden Claws. It's like Santa Claus, but hidden. Is Claws spelled with an E there, like the good Tim Allen movie, or no? No. No, (laughs) it's just... Just like his name. So, this is a Saint Nick who would be hiding underneath your begonias. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) A hidden Claws. Yes, okay. (laughs) 
Now, there are no credits in this comic, but I was using good old comics.org. Ah, comics.org. I was able to find credits. So, for all three of the comics I'd like to share today, Mm -hmm. it is Script and Pencils by Al Hartley. The classic. Inks by Joe Sino. Mm -hmm. Colors by Barry Grossman. And letters. Is his last name S I N N O Sin O? Or no? (laughs) It is S I N N O T T. Oh. I mean, he's still got <laughs> Sin in the name for some Christian yep. comics. I don't know if he should oh, be on terrible. the- Okay, so we got Sinno, and then who was the uh, letters? Colors was colors? Barry Grossman, and the letters were Bill Yoshida. Oh, fuck yeah. The cla- yeah. Like, you can't not have Grossman and Yoshida. Like, come on. Yeah. All right. All right, Al. Okay, so we open on Sabrina is standing and talking to Hilda, uh, who is, of course, the sassy redhead in the comics, mm-hmm. unlike- now, in the show where they swapped him. Now, Sabrina, I don't know if I've ever taught you about the Lord. <laughs> he stopped. Just starts no. hard. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina is like, Aunt Hilda, you never told me about Santa Claus. And Hilda's like, yeah, because it's fucking bullshit. There's no such thing as Santa Claus. <laughs> love it, love uh, it. As she's stirring her giant cauldron. How did Sabrina uh, just now find out, like, took 16 years for her I to hear know. the word Santa Claus? Well, then she's thinking to herself, I can't dismiss Santa that easily. There are a lot of questions about him that keep popping into my mind. Okay, whatever. And there's only one way to get the answers. Uh, Is it go go find Santa? She casts an extra special spell, and then she can just fly. So she's just flying around. Like no broom, just... Like yep, whip, just, just like Superman flying her body, like Superman. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, Fuck it. She's right? saying to herself that magic is amazing. I, I, pretty much. Now, yeah. We do have some fun casual racism here Ooh. because she does see an Eskimo boy Ooh. Um, in a canoe. She's like, "He's in trouble. I'm coming." She swoops down and grabs him out of his canoe. As a fucking giant whale leaps out of the gr- the water and like Whoa. bites it. Oh, like so he actually was do. in danger. <laughs> and this is not any kind of whale that exists. It's just like it's just whale, a made up imaginary whale. Yeah, the it's platonic like the idea of a whale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she saves this child. She, he's like, "You saved my life." What can I do for you? And then she's like, tell me where Santa lives. And then he says, ha, lady talk nonsense. Oof. There is no Santa. Oof. Okay. So that's sure. great and fun. Love and then that. she just fucking flies away and she's like, he must be wrong. She just uh, leave him in. Of- where does she, what does she do with the boy? <laughs> She leaves him on the, I don't know, Just in the snow. Just an ice like yeah. <laughs> in the middle yes. of the Arctic Ocean. Well, you'll figure it out. <laughs> she flies away and she's like, if he's right, a lot of the magic of childhood is gone. <laughs> and it's like, what, Sabrina? <laughs> I mean, okay. no, that's not Santa. Okay. So then she flies up to, I don't know, some couple that lived there. And she's they're like, Santa's not real. A couple she who lives at the up- North Pole? Yeah, okay. it's just a cabin. Oh. They're, they're standing outside with the two dogs. What the fuck? Okay. Um, these are all just single panel things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then she's talking to some kind of park ranger who's like, lady, I'm sorry, he says, alas, oh. you're too old to be wasting your time on childish things. Then she flies up next to a Air Force plane. 
What the fuck? (laughs) And the guys in the plane are like, sorry, Sabrina, we fly all over the North Pole. We've We've never never seen seen Oh, my God. We're fine with this witch flying alongside our plane, though. (laughs) I mean, hey, (laughs) obviously witches are real, but Santa is just (laughs) ridiculous. And then she's like, I won't give up. There's only one possibility left. But this will be the most dangerous adventure I've ever had. If I misuse my magic powers, I may never return. I have to go into the center of the earth (laughs) to find Santa. What what does she do, you might ask? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't fucking know because she doesn't say anything. She just like, it's a panel of her... With a bunch of colors around her. Oh. And then we have a weird-ass panel where she's like, I'm getting dizzy, but I can't turn back. And she looks like she's about to faint, and her boobs are sticking out very weirdly. She's going to, like, the Phantom Zone or something. Yeah. And then she says, I can see something through the haze. It's getting clearer. And then she's just at the fucking North Pole, and Santa's there. Okay, wait, this does feel a lot like in the show when Sabrina went to purgatory or whatever. (laughs) So maybe to get to Santa's workshop, you have to go through purgatory. (laughs) I guess so. must be it. So she's like, oh, happy day. I found Santa. Cool. (laughs) She goes into his little cabin or whatever. He's got one small house, yeah. Oh, Sabrina, you're the first person to ever see the real Santa. He's just like sitting in an easy chair chair with his hands <laughs> Get a lazy like, boy. clasped in his lap waiting yeah. for her. He's got some eggnog. And she's like, why has no one been allowed to see you? And he says, Christmas is based on faith. You oh can't see something. Doesn't take any faith to believe it. I like that this is like, it. I am real though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. You have faith in a real thing. You'll just no, you'll be the only one who will ever know that. <laughs> well, Sabrina's like it's it's so simple. Oh, it's so simple. <laughs> He's like, yes, child. Most things in life are simple. People make them complicated. Oh, shut the fuck up, Santa, with your coded lessons. Why aren't you busy? It's almost Christmas. And he's like, there's no no faith in the world. People don't believe anymore. I guess I can't do anything then. Oh, child, don't you realize? (laughs) Jesus delivers the presents. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then she's like, you mean a lack of faith has stopped all the work here at the North Pole? And he's like, yes. So it's the plot of Elf, basically. Apparently his workers all left and he has no one to build the toys. Good lord. So then she's like, I'll do some magic. Apparently my magic is superior to the magic of Christmas. I was going to say, Santa doesn't Uh, have magic. Yeah, so she animates all his toys that are there, including the scariest fucking clown doll I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, It's like the one from Krampus. And the toys are going to make more toys. And That's then there's really like seven scary. panels of toys making toys, which is This is, is how weird. you get to Horizon Zero Dawn, is when toys make other toys. <laughs> yeah. They become self-sustaining. Have- Santa's putting his Santa coat on now, and he's like, I want to do my part at Christmas, but do you think other people will do theirs? Oh, I don't know what that even refers what, to, have Santa. faith, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't get Sabrina's why our like, faith made his workers quit. <laughs> that seems like that's a him problem. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, maybe your uh, worker <laughs> conditions are good, boss. Santa. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> so Sabrina's like Santa. When we look at the physical world, we see that when the rivers and oceans get low enough, the tide changes. <laughs> the that can that? happen in the spiritual world too. Rivers aren't tidal. <laughs> no, as you're. They are. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Thames is tidal. That's for what part happens. Of it. Is that's why the tide changes is because uh-huh. the river's too low. <laughs> the moon's not related. Um, okay, <laughs> so then sure. Santa's like Sabrina. You made me realize that I need more faith. I guess Santa also lost faith. Maybe that's why his workers quit. So it uh, was his Sabrina. fault. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. like, actually, no, I did fuck up. <laughs> He's like, the tide is changing. And then Sabrina's like, cool, I'm going to fly away now. <laughs> Back through Merry hell. Uh, so then he says goodbye. And then we cut back to Sabrina talking to Hilda again, <laughs> who's God. still stirring this cauldron. And Hilda's saying angrily, I'm telling you, Sabrina, seeing is believing. To Sabrina's which Sabrina like- replies, no, Aunt Hilda, believing is seeing. Oh, um, all right. I guess. The end. <laughs> it feels like that's one of those things where it's like if you just like turn the words around and talk slowly enough, people think you're saying something significant yeah. and clever. It's like no, it's just believing um, is seeing. That's a like, fun little mean, bonus yeah. here. Yeah. The next page is a one-panel comic <laughs> called Sabrina's Rap Session, Wait. which is about how to rap presents Aww. in cheap ways. I was really and hoping so- she'd be, like, sitting on a chair backwards talking to us <laughs> about, like, tithing 10% <laughs> no, or whatever. No, but she does say, rap dad's gift in the sports page of your local newspaper. Oh, yeah, we should Put do that for our dad. little brother's gift of Archie comic book in paper tube. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Roll your brother's book of a comic, the this one, in well, a paper then, tube? Then you make a cone of construction paper to put on top, and then it looks like a rocket. Yeah, it does, I guess. I guess and it does do that. Mom's gift in a new dish towel. Oh, two gifts in one for mom. <laughs> yeah. Fucking tight, bro. Wrap that spatula uh, in a gift or dish towel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because your dad loves sports and your mom loves cleaning. Yep. The kitchen, especially. Yeah. Oh, wow. I always do love in the the spot, in any of the Christian comics that Hartley does, is how there will just be weird ass splash pages that's unrelated. Like, there's that like four page thing where it's just like, the gang is animals in the Garden of Eden or whatever. and Oh, and there's we... some animals coming up later today. Oh, cool. Well, before we get too uh, sacrilegious with this kind of vaguely Christmassy <laughs> episode, I want to carry on the series I started last week where I'm going to be taking us through Archie the Married Life. Fuck yes. Yes. So it, for those who uh, may not remember what this is, it was a seminal comic series that I believe started in 2010, 2011, right around there, um, or maybe 2009, those those years, uh, uh-huh. that basically followed two parallel storylines that are one. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like some time looping shit going on. It's 
All right, so I'm going to get real comic-y to pull an Elliot Kalen. If you know uh, House of X, Powers of X, the recent Jonathan Hickman X-Men reboot series they did, where it's two series that are one series, it's basically that. But Archie marries Betty and Veronica. Um, And so last week we did the first issue of Archie marries Veronica, and so we're going to kick it right off with the first issue of Archie marries Betty. And we I can't wait. Yes, it's the Archie Mary's Betty, I will say, is like kind of wilder uh, because you'll learn right away uh, that they moved to New York, which I just love Riverdale people in a real <laughs> ass, very real city. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it's always New York, though. It is always New York, which is like even Katie Keene was New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We we basically it's get the a, only city anyone in Archie can think of. Yeah, basically, uh, or just the city. <laughs> I think yeah, they say a that a lot. City. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it starts with Archie and Betty. It's basically a recap for us um, about them showing their New York friends their home movies, uh, where <laughs> oh. it's like they're now showing is this basically little Archie. No, it's the um, it's the proposal and then their wedding, oh, which we're both okay. at Pop Tates, uh, as we can see. Oh, god damn it! Yeah, uh, That's I know. So dumb. Also, in this fucking comic, you can see that Archie proposed to Betty in front of Veronica, which seems <laughs> kind of mean. <laughs> That's so fucking Archie to do, it's though. very Archie to do, though. I will say, um, is it so, just yeah. so she can look mad in the background? She does look mad, uh, but she yeah. was sitting at like in a booth with Reggie. So I don't know, man. God. So yeah, they they show off. It's basically how you get the recap of like this is how we got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, more friends show up, and we're basically just meeting all their cool ass New York friends. Uh, so yeah. there's like, let's see, their friend Shira, who's editing a film. So they they do stuff for movies i guess they do a movie called mr justice which i was an old um, (laughs) cool it was an old archie comic property like the shield one of their superhero comics which i thought was kind of fun yeah yeah Yeah. and then they have another friend uh alexis click who does a tv newscast called click on alexis um oh good thing her name was that i know right uh, there's an actor from Off-Broadway named Ian Duncan with t- two A's in Duncan. Um, oh. Yes. Uh, then you meet a hot, or and I guess, I'm sorry, I say hot sculptor not to describe them aesthetically, but the buzz around them is hot buzz. They are New ah, York's I hottest see. contemporary He's sculpture. Hot like Hansel. Exactly. They're so hot right mm-hmm. now. Um, yes. They have a work in Grand Central Station. Apparently, oh no, this is a joke she makes about doing a statue of Archie, which Archie laughs very loudly at, which is pretty good. (laughs) Um, And then they have a friend. This is how Archie introduces one of their friends. From apartment B9, meet Big Mike Singer, who claims to be a CIA agent and disappears for weeks at a time. And this dude looks like a men in black, and he just like hushes Archie. (laughs) And it's like, dude, if... No one claims to be a CIA agent. You can't. Like, it's like, that's the whole thing about being a CIA agent is no one knows, I think. Uh, As they head out, they leave their apartment and they meet their crotchety old landlord uh, who says balderdash a lot. Oh. 
Then on the way out, we meet their not-friendly doorman who hates Archie <laughs> named Withers. Uh, very clearly, it's like, oh, yeah, hmm, it's, it's Smithers, Smithers, but New York, yeah. yeah. Cut to Archie performing a song at Club Sandwich, uh, the hottest <laughs> club, I guess. Uh, he's, That's good. The song is, like, awkward, and everyone is like, yo, Betty, your t- husband's song kind of sucks. What is it? The CIA agent says, your husband is in need of therapy. Which is kind of harsh, I huh. guess, but not wrong. That's a weird thing to say based on hearing a song. Uh, the song is called the... Jesus, I don't know what the hell it's called. It's a Dunderbeck's Meat Machine. I'm sorry, what? I'll just read you some lyrics, all right? Yeah. Dunderbeck, oh Dunderbeck, how could you be so mean to have ever invented the sausage meat machine? The pussycats and dogs and rats will never more be seen, for they were all ground to sausage meat in Dunderbeck's machine. And uh, Betty explains. What the fuck, Archie? Well, Betty explains this is a song Archie's dad used to sing to him when he was little, which is like. What the fuck? What the fuck, indeed. Fred? Yeah. What up, Fred? What was your dad singing to you? Jesus. So, yeah, it's really strange because he performs this song and we're supposed to be like, oh, it's a bad song. But then, like, literally five men run up to Archie and they're like, we want to sign you. We're from. The <laughs> Milberg Brothers Talent Agency. I'm Barry, and these are my brothers, Harry, Carrie, Gary, and Larry. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, and then cut to he's playing at a burger joint in Brooklyn Heights, <laughs> and he's getting burgers uh-huh, thrown yeah. at his head. He's walking well, okay, home. Okay, is he good or not? Well, that's the thing. Uh, it is very strange because he's... He's opening for the Karaoke Kings, so they're booing him because they want karaoke. Like, it's just very strange. Um, Wait, what? So Karaoke, he's, like, he's opening for people to do karaoke, or is there a band called that? You know as much as I do at this point, Megan. <laughs> I'll read you everything we know. And Archie okay. does hit New Heights, Brooklyn Heights, New York, and Seaside Heights, New Jersey. Ellipse, opening for the Karaoke Kings, Ellipse, and then a guy says, boo, get off the stage, ya bum, and then another says, we want karaoke, and then uh, that's pretty what much, like, he's getting, like, burgers and fries thrown at his head. Yeah, it's, it's, that's about it. Um, they're also, walking home. their burger and fries? I know, you gotta buy a new burger and fries now, man. Um, Betty's, like, trying to cheer him up on the walk back, because she's like, uh, yeah, she was there to see burgers get thrown at her husband's head, yeah. which is pretty yeah, that's a bummer. pretty shitty. She's trying to make him feel better about his depressing life. Yeah. There's this weird thing where it's like in the background we see them and then in the foreground a dude throws like a bundle of newspapers out and it's got a headline about Dilton has disappeared. Oh, right. And that he the claimed parallel thing. universes are real. And then we get a little fever dream splash page, which basically... It talks about how it basically confirms that every Archie series is its own parallel universe um, because it shows. Yeah, they like to play with that. They really do, which I I fucking love as like a consumer. Yeah, I they've love embraced that. it fully. Exactly, because <laughs> they show Archie in the happy days of the 1940s and 50s, the fantasy world of little Archie, the man from mm-hmm. Riverdale. Archie's new look, Archie as pure heart, Archie marries Veronica, Archie marries Betty, today's teenaged Archie, and then in the center of the page, 
there is a strange image of Dilton uh, as teen Dilton driving the jalopy in like a tuxedo. And then above and behind him, there's old angry Dilton who also... I hate this old Dilton. I do not like the look. It's bad. He looks very upsetting. Um, It's angry Dilton behind the wheel of like a future sports car driving angry and clearly fast. And that's the whole page. Doesn't get addressed again. (laughs) Just cut back to uh, Betty is at like a office breakfast meeting, which I, I don't know. She works at Saks Fifth Avenue for context, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, real, uh, oh, I'm Rachel sorry. Rachel Green, huh? I'm sorry, no. Saks Sixth Avenue, because it oh, can't yes, be real. Course. Yeah. Um, but everyone is taking a 10% pay cut. Uh, they quote the economy. <laughs> Not the economy. <laughs> killing their business. So everyone's taking a pay cut across the board. Um, they're like, yo, Betty, uh, you you do great work. We wish we could give you more money, but... It's it's not because <laughs> of you. A pay cut. It's the economy. And then one of the designers is like, he is the kind of guy who would show up on the punchable faces subreddit because he starts screaming about how he's ruined and he'll have to <laughs> give up his daily $6 cop, cup of deluxe coffee, which is clearly like a Starbucks joke, I guess. I guess. And then he, we learn that all the designers are still going to get all their fancy perks and shit. Uh, but no one else, just the designers, um, which is pretty shitty, I guess. Everyone's- uh, let me just point out that a $6 cup of coffee a day is about $2,000 a year. Whoa. And if 10% of his income is $2,000, they're not paying him enough. <laughs> Especially as a designer, yeah. <laughs> that would be, what, 20 grand <laughs> to live in New York City? <laughs> as a designer for Saks 6th Avenue? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be pretty brutal. Um, she decides, like, you know, it's Betty trying to make the best of a bad situation. And she's Mm -hmm. like, hey, everybody, let's go celebrate our pay cuts at Sam's Spam Stand, my treat, which I really want to go to the Sam's Spam Stand. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds fucking amazing. Uh, at this point, though, Archie calls and he says, hi, babe, it's your husband, (laughs) which is cool. (laughs) Oh. You know, that's how I call Maddie all the time. <laughs> Hi, baby, hey, your babe, wife. your wife here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. He basically says, I hate my life and my job and my everything. Oh. Let's live off your salary till I find a real job and until I'm happy. And she's like, uh, nope, bad idea. And then, she, yeah, she's like, uh, we'll, I'll be at your show tonight. Uh, Yeah. Basically, he promises, or she promises to be there tonight. She gets off the phone, but at that moment, her boss comes up and very angrily and aggressively throws a giant stack of files onto her desk. It is like, need this first thing in the morning, even if it takes you all night. And what then, the fuck? Hey, I cut your pay by 10%, but you're our best employee, but also I need you to stay all night unpaid. Exactly. Yep, you, you got it. And so Betty <laughs> cool. is then like, well, fuck, um, I got to call Archie and tell him I can't make no, it, No, but right? is he not answering his phone now? Oh, it's only his voicemail. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, and then cut to Archie playing at Club Foot with an E at the end, because he plays what? at the hottest joints. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And we learn, so he's talking to like the, I guess, what, stage manager or whatever? 
Yeah, and he's like, the only thing that'll keep me alive is seeing my wife in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I'll die otherwise. You're like, not super <laughs> wrong, uh, but he Fuck basically Archie. is like, are you kidding? Is it really sold out? And he's like, yeah, it's sold out, but it's not crowded. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then basically, he, the manager tells Archie that uh, one one customer bought out the entire show a few days ago. And no, see, this there's is... Betty's excuse. She couldn't get in. Oh, hey, that's a really good excuse. Um, <laughs> right? But... Sold out. And then Archie's like, oh, I'd call my managers to... Because the dude's like, didn't your managers tell you? And he's like, oh, I'd call them, but my phone is dead. Oh, no. So he's not just not answering his phone, which is slightly better, I guess. I guess. I guess. Like, fucking you're an adult, Archie. Charge your phone. Yeah. Uh, so there's only one person in the audience. Like, they bought the entire place, one person. Archie's like, oh, you know what? It's Betty. She's the only person I can always count on, he says. I'm sorry. Why? No. Yeah, I don't what know, man. What the fuck? I... Like, I would not want my partner to buy out the audience and be the only person there. Like, that seems like the opposite of what you would want as, like, I thought exactly building a base. Exactly. No, that would suck. Like, <laughs> like hey, babe, I, I support you so much. much. No one else can see your music. Exactly. But if I was doing a sh- like a, a fucking play or anything, and if my girlfriend bought out the audience, I'd be like, <laughs> I love you, and this was really sweet, but it defeats the purpose, my love. Like, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but we learn from the manager. He's like, uh, "It's not Betty. It's some guy <laughs> sitting in the shadows." And it's like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" So Archie goes out. He's like, "Hey, everybody, let's get started for with my singing." And then this person's like, "I don't want to hear you sing." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "No, what the fuck? you're gonna listen to me." And then the guy steps out of the shadows, and it's it's Mister Lodge. Wow! Wow! Oh, God. Uh, so basically, this sucks. What a creepy, weird thing to do. Oh, you have no idea. Um, oh Hi- no. Hiram sits him down, and he's like, "Hey, so here's the deal, Archie. Veronica's not happy, um, and she she's not good at biz. Like the business is kind of suffering. She can't concentrate." And he's like, "Oh, sh-. Archie's like, fuck. Well, how can I help? I hate thinking that Ronnie's not doing good." Uh, like, because they're friends still, of course. Yeah. And then fucking Hiram's like, well, you know, as much as I hate it, uh, her success <laughs> and happiness depends on you. Uh, so what oh I'm going to offer you is I'm going to buy a music label and have them sign you on a contract if you leave Betty and make Veronica happy. Um, That's an insane thing. Yes. Also, why is this Mr. Lodge so villainous? I don't know, like, man. He's not even like a normal level of villain. He's like supercharged. It really is like I, I like a villain from a '90s kids movie, right? Like, yeah, just so arch, like depiction of a rich person who gets what they want and does what they care for. Like, they don't but, give a shit about the little. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's like a Disney villain. He's like, I command you to love my daughter. He's like, what? No. Yeah. What are you talking uh, about? Exactly. Because, like, Archie Archie even asks, does Does Ron know you're here? Hiram's like, of course not. Of course not. Uh, and he's like, you can't buy happiness. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. I can even buy Betty's happiness. If you do what I want, I'll take care of Betty, too. And then 
Archie does like he's like he walks he just starts walking and I guess Hiram just follows him uh, <laughs> and he says you know Mr. Lodge despite the way you treated me I've always respected you and Hiram's so like now. certainly my boy and Archie says then respect this get out and please don't show up in my life ever again and he's like holding the door open which is honestly pretty yeah, that's choice. a pretty cool move it's pretty cool yeah hard cut to pop taste um where we see the coopers uh and andrew parents are getting dinner together uh and basically it's a kind of a tense conversation because the coopers clearly think that archie's a failure and is dragging betty down and the (laughs) andrews are like hey our son's not a failure because yeah uh how is straight up yeah how straight up says like uh you know I think some, I think Archie might need to make some sacrifices because he hasn't really done anything for Betty's interest. And it's like, yeah, she's working a real job so he can pursue foot club or whatever. Yeah. So he can pursue his dreams of being a rock star in New York City, the easiest city in the world to make it in. It's just full of people living their dreams. Yes. Uh, It's, it's, it really, I, I feel for the Coopers, man, like. Archie is a fuck off, and I feel like Betty's been doing so much. But at this point, yeah, they they get interrupted because Grundy and the Bee come in, and they're like, yeah, basically are they like the, married in this one or whatever? Uh, you're jumping the gun a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. because they're about we, to get married. We learn the that they started seeing tonight. each other. We learn that they started seeing each other at the wedding uh, of Betty and Archie. Oh God. Uh, and also, Svenson and Beasley started seeing each other because Beasley stupid. doesn't have a hot, ripped husband in this timeline. Which is Aww, I like favorite. her hot husband, though. I know. I love her hot, ripped <laughs> husband. Um, and then, yeah, so they are chatting about how, like, Weatherby is worried that people are going to talk. And she's like, dude, we're unattached adults and we're old people. Who fucking cares? Geraldine <laughs> then yeah, drops. Who's gonna talk? I don't <laughs> what know. The fuck, dude. I don't know. Um, but at this point, Geraldine uh, is like, "Hey, so just so you know, before we get serious, I need to let you know that I haven't been feeling great. So I went to the doctor. Oh god, I had some tests. I forgot about this. And Waldo's like, "Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you're fine." And then she's like, "Yeah, I'm not." It's- Probably and where then, she's going with that, Waldo. I just wanted to let you know, I don't have any medical issues. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at this point, uh, Moose and Midge and Reggie and Veronica all just bust in. Oh my god, where are they? Are they at Pops? They're at Pops, yeah. Which, okay. again, let's remind, uh, Jughead is working at Pops in this timeline as well. Right. Yes. he. And I think that's a constant. He's always at Pops. Yeah. They all start chatting to the Coopers and the Andrewses. Uh, we learn that Veronica's working in Paris uh, for her dad. Jo- or Reggie went bust in Atlanta and he's living with his parents again. Moose and, what is it? Moose and Midge broke up. Moose is taking an- anger management courses. This is basically, we just get a bunch of exposition dumped in one panel um, to learn where everyone is. And then Waldo cut back to them. Waldo stands up. He's like, hey, how long? And she, this is also, I don't think this is true, because then Geraldine says, they don't predict. Um, which I huh. thought that was like the whole thing is where doctors do give you an estimate. Uh, but I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. in this case they don't. 
Maybe, maybe it's not definite. We don't, because we don't even know what's going on. Uh, yeah. But she says they don't predict, but time is precious anyway, isn't it? And he's like, "By George, you're right." And he stands up, and then he gets down no. on one knee, no. and he proposes to her, and he's got a tear in his eye, and so does she. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, everyone in the shop turns around. They're like, oh, what? Cut to. <laughs> of course, everyone was there for it, too. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, back in New York, Archie is bummed from Hiram trying to buy his life. Uh, and Yeah, that would be a bummer. That would be a bummer. And so Archie kind of, he leaves Clubfoot. Uh, he's talking about so how stupid. his life fucking sucks. He's really moping. Um because uh-huh. Betty's not there. He goes he's like, to the bridge, and he's like, I wish I'd never been born. <laughs> yeah. And then an old man falls in the water. Oh, Zuzu's pedals. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, so he's he's moping because Betty isn't there, um, and that his friends and wife are more successful than him. And then he walks out into the rain with only his guitar. <laughs> Jesus, Archie, fuck off. And then he walks up to a restaurant called Ambrose's Chow House and walks in. Oh, yeah. And he, he walks in with the rudest opening line and says, is it safe to drink the coffee in this joint, friend? And it's like, wow, okay. wow that fucking sucks. And then cool. the uh, the dude at the counter or behind the counter is basically like, He's like, fuck you. Yeah, he, he is. He's like, first off, I'm not your <laughs> friend. Second of all, I'm the owner. And third, I don't appreciate your fucking attitude. And then Archie sits down, and he's like, first off, I'm not your pal. Second, oh I'm having God. a bad day, and I don't need your lip service. Well, maybe don't be a dick then, Archie. And God. Then, and yeah, honestly. And then the owner's like, oh, yeah? And the dude, there's like this old dude just sitting at the counter, and he's like, careful, mister. Ambrose is crazy, <laughs> which is a cool thing to say. And then he stabs Archie. Well, he's like, he says he had- And then no more Archie, yay! No, that's the one where he sacrifices his life for Kevin Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different story. Because uh, this guy's uh... like, Ambrose claims that he had real adventures with wild animals, cowboys, gangsters, pirates, and even Martians. And Archie's like, oh, oh what? And he's like- yeah, Ambrose, tell him the names of your Martian boogeymen. And he's like, ah, they were real. Their names were Abercrombie. And Archie finishes, and Stitch? And then, what? It's little Ambrose and little Archie meeting again? This is stupid. Yeah, it's little Ambrose all grown up. And then we learn that Ambrose had a really fucking awful life. Um, Yeah, basically, uh, once he moved away when he was 10, uh, his parents divorced. And then they mo- he moved to New York with his mom, and then his mom died in a car accident. Oh, God. And then his dad bottomed out, and he was raised by his grandma after that. Jesus. And then Archie's just like, well, fuck, <laughs> I thought I had problems, but I've got a sweet life, actually. Yeah. Uh, he realizes at this point he's got to get home to his wife, who he <laughs> still mm-hmm. hasn't talked to, and they kind of give like a, you know... I'll be back. I'll see you soon. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Archie shows up at their building uh, and he runs into Betty outside and he's like, yo, what are you doing home so late? And she's like, didn't you get my voicemail? I was at work. They go inside and Archie's like in such a good mood. He hugs Withers. What? 
And then the Maybe elevator. Don't just hug people, though. I know it's it's fucking whack. Like it's the bu- most bullshit thing. Like in any sitcom, when someone like has their eyes opened, because he's like, it would be nice if some people got ho-. Withers says this. It would be nice if some people got home at a decent hour. And then Archie's like, it's so nice of you to care. It's almost like you've become oh my, my second. Fa-. And it's like. Fuck what? off, Archie. Like, that's Get not gonna make here. him like you now. I'd be like, oh, this fucking guy. And then Archie starts to be shitty in the elevator, and he says, and to think I was upset with you earlier tonight. And she's like, why? And then he's like, because I had to wait six extra hours before seeing you. And they kiss hard in the uh, umbrella. Yeah. Fuck or not the off. umbrella, the elevator. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I looked at the word umbrella on my page because we cut to outside their apartment, I guess. On the street, (laughs) someone under an umbrella, a mysterious figure, and they pull from out of their jacket a picture of the gang? What? And there's like, so there's crazy like symbols, like X's and arrows and circles and shit all over it. So it's like, I, I could explain it, but it wouldn't be as interesting as me just saying the following. And this is what the person says. Like, this is all they say. Little Ambrose or Big Ambrose? A New York music career or a Riverdale music career? Money or no money? Success or failure? Love or hate? Life or death? Betty or Veronica? The end or just the beginning? The road taken or the road not taken? And then we see it's Jilton! What? No! And that's the end. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, they there you go, so man. so dramatic with this shit. They really do. Like, I totally forgot how soapy it all is. Like, I really love it, though. Yeah. Like, you have no idea, too. Because d- let's not forget in the Archie Marys Veronica that Moose runs for mayor. Yeah. And then there's, like, this whole B-plot with, like, Archie helps... I'll, to spoiler a little bit, Archie helps Ambrose, <laughs> like, with his fucking restaurant. Well, Yeah. It's just, Jesus. it's just wild. So yeah, man. There you go. That's that's Archie marries Betty number one. Next week we'll uh we'll we'll keep going with that. Awesome. Well, to close out today, yes, why don't please. we uh come back to some weird, re- weirdly religious Sabrina comics? I would love that. Tis the season. <laughs> oh, it sure is. I'm looking out the window at big fluffy snowflakes falling. Me too. It's very and peaceful. My- my poor wife shoveling the driveway. Oh, that's the only nice thing about living in an apartment building. <laughs> yeah. Stupid driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this is Sabrina in Mission Possible. Oh, clever, guys. Uh-huh. I th- and it is totally relevant to this comic. <laughs> Ethan Hunt shows up. <laughs> <laughs> so Sabrina and uh, Hilda... Hilda is the redhead in the comics, right? I keep getting this confused. Yes, yeah. because yeah. Hilda is happy. Because they swap. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Katrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, thank you. So, so yeah, Sabrina and Hilda are, I guess, out doing some Christmas shopping. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a Salvation Army bell ringer out in front of a store mm-hmm. with a tiny cauldron. Okay. She's collecting money in. Uh, Hilda is quite taken with this tiny little brewing pot. She's like, uh-huh. it's so cute and full of money. 
look, people are throwing more money at what? She's totally unfamiliar with this concept. She's just baffled by the concept of a small cauldron with money, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So she makes a Never giant a cauldron appear and she's like, people will give me money too. <laughs> what the fuck, Hilda? <laughs> Can't you just magic yourself money? Like That's not how this works. They're not going to put money in your pot. And she's like, well, they're putting money in that pot. Oh, my God. Hilda. (laughs) Sabrina's like, that's for charity. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's going to help needy people have a Merry Christmas. Is Hilda baffled Uh, by the concept of charity? Hilda's, I guess, super into it, does a spell in her cauldron that makes her and Sabrina also wearing the Salvation Army outfits. Oh, okay. I mean, cool, I guess, if they're... (laughs) She's like, we're gonna do our part. So then she rolls to this bell ringer, and she's like, hey, yes, sister, how's business? (laughs) And the woman's like, People are giving generously, but the needs are so great. Hilda does a spell, and then everyone in the crowd is like, I'm going to give them all of my fucking money. So now those people just don't have money anymore. I mean, they don't need it, do they? It's Christmas. So then we see uh, this woman looking shocked, standing over Hilda's giant cauldron, overflowing with mostly coins, so it's really not that much money. It's like $70. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's piles all around their feet. Uh, Hilda's looking proud. Oh no, you'll have to pick that up. And then Sabrina just is kind of like, what? (laughs) Cool. And the woman's saying, we'll be able to spy so much with all this money. And then they're just looking at a pile of toys. Mm -hmm. And she's saying, the children at the orphanage will love all these toys. (laughs) cool which is like oh did when did people give you toys and now there's just piles of food and she says how are we going to prepare all this food i don't know does the salvation army not have a fucking mechanism for that why do you accept food donations if no one can prepare food it's the salvation army not the salvation chefs come on also the salvation army sucks don't give them your money yeah there's lots of better charities um goodwill yeah that's also not the best, but local- Better than Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah, better than Salvation Army. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Hilda just zaps all the food, and it's a feast fit for a king. <laughs> this woman, unfazed by magic, is like, oh, sisters, I don't know how to thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, thank you Hilda's will probably Hilda's pulling be good. a real sly, our magical power saved the day here, Sabrina. It's not like the day was in jeopardy. I know, people just weren't giving- Literally all of their money. Yeah, like, I don't know, they could st- <laughs> seemed like she was doing pretty good. Yeah. So then this woman is like, we'll be able to feed more folks than ever before. Of course, we only feed the body with this food. Oh and the God. folks who come here have deep spiritual needs. Yeah, uh-huh. Is Zelda gonna, like, or Hilda uh, gonna magic up some Bibles? <laughs> yeah, she's like, of course, sister. Those who eat this food will get hungry again. But if they accept the spiritual food we offer them, they'll, they'll never, never be hungry hunger again. That's she fucking says that. Fucking wild. If you believe in <laughs> God, you'll never get hungry. Yeah, I guess. All those people out there that are hungry, you don't believe in God enough. Yeah, that's some real victim blaming shit. Uh, yeah. So Hilda's like, what is this spiritual food? <laughs> and the lady's just like, God's love. Whoa, just kind of uh, said it. Don't need to beat around of, the bush. 
she's like, the people that come here are homeless and penniless. They need to know that nothing is impossible to God. He could give you homes and food. He chooses not to, I guess. That sucks, though. <laughs> she doesn't say that. Um, See, that's the thing, though. She is just she implies it. That, yeah. She's like, oh, fuck, I can't say that. Uh, and then they're like, let's pray that the Lord will touch their lives. And then Sabrina, who hasn't spoken in, like, 90 panels, says, <laughs> that's a Christmas magic we can't get from Dragon Scales. Yeah, so, there you go. That's it, huh? Yep, that's the it. The Christmas magic we can't get from Dragon Scales is God. <laughs> Jesus' love. My favorite Christmas miracle is God. Wow. Yep. All right, man. That's some fun <laughs> now, right there. And then I turned the page and I screamed out loud. Because what? our next comic is Sabrina's Animal Crackers. Oh boy. Alright. And we see Sabrina, who looks drugged here, uh, saying, <laughs> Have you yeah, ever sure. wondered how Christmas is celebrated in the Animal Kingdom? I cannot Hold say that I have. Hold your hats. We're going to visit some special friends. And then she zaps. I don't know what. Oh god. Just and all us, the rest I guess. <laughs> zaps the reader. Yeah. And we see uh, Archie, but he's a lion. Fuck, not a. Why is he always a lion? <laughs> Bipedal lion. Oh, no. And he is walking up to Jughead. Wait, you is Jughead guess a what kangaroo? Jughead is? Yeah, he's a kangaroo. Oh, is this just so the upsetting. same thing? Because this is literally what they were in the Spire Christian that we read. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is the guy, no, so... No, I, I guess he just had his favorites for the characters, is all. And Jughead as a kangaroo sucks so bad. I hate it. Yeah? Does he, yeah. <laughs> He's got sausages <laughs> spilling out of that pouch or whatever? Uh, no, they're Christmas presents this time. Oh, uh, okay. So Archie's like, why are you sad, Jughead? And kangaroo <laughs> Jughead says, I've got reason to be sad. I wish my pouch was in my mouth and not on my stomach, I guess. That's horrifying to say. He points to a pelican that has a big mouth, and that's oh. just a normal pelican, not a weird humanoid one. It doesn't one. have Moose's face. <laughs> no. Oh, God, They're that'd like, be terrifying. Archie's like, well, that pouch is perfect for Christmas presents, and he's like, fuck Christmas presents. <laughs> so they go to Pops They still to get... got them in there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they just to go get... to Pops? like It's Jungle Pops, though. Animal Pops? I see. So he's Pop is an elephant, and he's got, like, basically a tiki bar set up with giant toadstools for stools. That does sound pretty cool, though. Not gonna uh -huh. lie. I just went to Rainforest Cafe last night, and I'm yeah. getting some flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they order two coconut floats. That uh, does sound Pop very yells good. At Dilton to send down two coconuts. Dilton is an owl with, like... Dilton's face basically on an owl's body. <laughs> That's terrifying. <It's> <laughs> I like that Dilton he... just works at Pops, too. Fuck it, fuck <laughs> I it, I guess. He knocks a bunch of coconuts down, knocking Pop Tate unconscious. Oh, cool. And then um, Moose comes Sorry, I thought up. this was about a... them celebrating Christmas. <laughs> Moose comes up. <laughs> He's a big, dumb gorilla. Not a moose. He asks if they're going to it's the jungle Ezra. I don't fucking care. there's no there's owls in the jungle, in the jungle. <laughs> kangaroos don't live in the jungle I don't know what you mean uh, so he's like are you guys going to the Christmas party at school what and they're like <laughs> as soon as 
as soon as we finished our sodas. Oh, um, fuck. <laughs> so, so it's just a soda now, too. Yeah, yeah. They are in coconut shells. Coconut so. soda. All right, cool. So they are going to school now. Moose wants to follow them because he forgot the way to school. <laughs> and then uh, Reggie zips by. He, of course, is a tiger with an R on his chest for some reason. That's really weird. Uh, yeah. I thought that was Jughead's thing. He's <laughs> having the, nope. the letter on his chest. Also, I don't. I wouldn't have put Reggie as a tiger. That's too cool. He's really weird looking, too. I mean, it's probably just a tiger with Reggie's face, which is terrifying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a little tiger nose, but yeah. Oh, God. So he runs by, he's like, I'll race you to the party. And they're like, what a show off. Yeah, Tiger's <laughs> notoriously fast. <laughs> couldn't think of another big cat that's known for its speed. No, they couldn't. <laughs> so they say good morning to Mr. Weatherby, who is a walrus. Uh, yeah, cl- classic jungle animals, Megan. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> the walrus. <laughs> Fuck me. It's about to get worse, too. No. They're like... We'll start as soon as Ronnie arrives. Jughead is like, why do we have to wait for Ronnie? And Mr. Weatherby says, because her father owns the jungle. Is he also a lion? A king of the and jungle? And then Ronnie is dropped off. Now she's getting out of a limousine that is a turtle, and I guess she was inside its shell. That's which horrifying. Which is pretty upsetting. Yeah, that poor turtle. <laughs> now Veronica is a peacock. But the way in which they've chosen to illustrate her is just, she's Veronica, totally normally, except she doesn't have arms because she has peacock feathers for a tail. They don't show any wings. Wait. And instead of feet, she has, like, bird feet. (laughs) That's horrifying. It's it's really horrifying. Like, let me just, to to describe this to you appropriately. So, picture Veronica. She's yeah. in like a bathing suit, like a one piece bathing suit. Okay. Um. So no bare legs, arms? except at the bottom of those f- those legs, they're bird feet. Oh. No God. arms. Big peacock tail. She doesn't have like so, so just no wings. Like no. That's the worst part. Like they just took her it's arms really and they bad. didn't give her anything. Now Hiram better be a fucking peacock or I'll die. He's not in this. <laughs> Okay, good. At least they didn't address it. Because they're yeah. like, King of the Jungle. I was like, he's going to be like a fucking, I don't know, silverback gorilla or something. Yeah, um, probably. So she comes. They're like, great, her... we can start. Okay, Big cool. Ethel's in charge of the Christmas party. She's a giraffe. I could have guessed that. Uh, yeah. Um. So there's a game called Mistletoe Madness. Uh-huh. Archie and Reggie are like... Oh, no, they're just staring lovingly at Veronica as she says, I feel sorry for Big Ethel. She has to depend on Mistletoe to get a kiss. I just flutter my tail and all the boys become little tigers. What does that mean, Veronica? Presumably they would eat you, a peacock. That's a weird ass thing to say. All the boys (laughs) become little tigers? Uh Uh-huh. Is she Mary Jane from the Sam Raimi (laughs) Spider-Man movies? (laughs) Um... Ethel is like, hey, let me show you how the game works. Uh, I want to show you how much fun mistletoe madness could be. And then fucking Dilton just flies up and lands on a branch saying, this whole party is madness. Oh, we're (laughs) sinning. It's almost Christmas and all we're doing is playing games. Yeah, I knew it. Dilton, (laughs) the most classically religious character. Weatherby's like, Dilton, we always play games at Christmas. And Archie's the only game like, I yeah. want to play is the 
God game. <laughs> Christmas is a sort of make-believe time, says Archie the Lion. What the fuck? No, yeah, not even in secular practice. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Maybe <laughs> for lions. Like, We've made Christmas a make-believe time, but it shouldn't be. It should have real meaning. Do you remember what it was like before Christmas came into the world? We were living in a jungle, fighting all the time. So is this saying that Christmas brought civilization <laughs> to animals? Yeah. Cool. Because somebody in the crowd, I can't tell which Not of God. the three boys says it. Christmas. Yep. Yeah. Somebody says, it used to be survival of the fittest. And then Dilton says, but the miracle of Christmas changed all that. Because of Christmas, we learned real love what? and respect for each other. Oh, oh, this is a good thing they're saying. Yeah. I thought they so were like now... all angry that it's not survival of the fittest. And I was very, yeah, okay. Reggie says, it doesn't matter if we have spots or stripes. And then Archie says, our color doesn't count either. I, I mean, good. And then good. back to Dilton to say, if Christmas can do so much for us, we should do more for Christmas than just play games with it. I guess. And then Archie says, I get it, Dilt. If we don't live by the spirit of Christmas, we'll live by the spirit of the jungle. Yeah, those then, are the two options. Christmas <laughs> or jungle. There's a picture of, let me just, let me just describe. Okay, it's mm -hmm. a picture of all the animals. So we have Gorilla Moose with Dilton perched on his shoulder as an owl. Mm-hmm. Veronica the peacock, Reggie the tiger, arm around, Jughead the kangaroo, Ethel the giraffe. Next to her is Archie the lion, and he's got his arm around just a normal cow. Uh, <laughs> Classic jungle there animal. Is walrus, uh, Mr. Weatherby, who does have on Mr. Weatherby's, like, top, by the way. Oh, he has the vest on. No one else is wearing anything except Veronica's bikini. He doesn't have legs, though, one does piece. he? He does. It's hard to tell. Is he like the walrus from Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, kind of. Okay, okay. That, yeah, I guess that he kind of his flippers are feet. Yeah. Um, Pop is there, but then there's just a bunch of other animals laying around. There's like a a bunch of kangaroo, not kangaroo, sorry, a bunch of monkeys and a raccoon, mm -hmm. yep. some goats, some bunnies, sure. some frogs, a sure. cheetah. So they are aware of cheetahs. They do know cheetahs <laughs> exist. Yeah. And they're just all laying together and holding each other, and there's a bunch of hearts in the air. Wow. And then at they the didn't bottom do the of the lion page, laying down with the lamb, huh? The most obvious one. They didn't do. No, there is a lamb, but I don't know what it's laying next to. That might be a wolf. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's like a far side cartoon. Um, <laughs> and at the bottom of the page, we have a quote. Oh, From good. the prophet Isaiah. Oh, good, good. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the oh. leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf with the lion. Oh, I see. That's why Archie has this cow. Uh, I see, I see. And that's the, the end of that comic. Kid. Cool. All right, great. So, and then if you turn the page, here's Sabrina telling you how to keep trim with a little workout routine. Love that. Uh -huh. Yeah, just give us more reason to feel bad about ourselves around the holidays, Sabrina. Thank <laughs> yep. you. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't need that. Yeah, or I needed that. And yeah. Again, just the most upsetting drawings that I've ever seen. I think I'm gonna go ahead and text you this picture. No, of Veronica. I really, I really need to see this, Veronica. Like, <laughs> it's really upsetting. I'm just so scared uh, <laughs> as to what this is. Like, all right, I've sent it. All right. I'm waiting for this picture. It is downloading. Oh boy. I'm just 
Oh boy. Oh man. <laughs> That's horrifying. Oh right? my god. The ethyl is also very bad. Um, yeah, it's bad. Because it's literally just a giraffe with buck teeth and her hair. Yeah. I like this fucking Dilton owl, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> the weather bee, I see. But oh, the, the Veronica, Reggie. Though. The Reggie hair. Yeah. I didn't think the tiger would have Reggie's hair. <laughs> also, yes, the Veronica with no arms, and I was picturing, like... I don't know, something slightly less disturbing than human skin in bird foot shape. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's what it got. I, I thought it'd be like one of those things where it like transitions from human to bird foot. But no, no. it's like it's like those uh those art oh god, those fucking like sculptures people will do where it's like the next step of <laughs> evolution and it's like a human foot, but there's like it's a high heel and it's terrifying. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Wow. Alright, guys. It's Happy bad. holidays <laughs> to you and yours. Wow. <laughs> so remember, if you don't obey the laws of Christmas, you have to obey the laws of the jungle. It's an either or situation. Yeah. I mean, and no one wants to be in this jungle, so you better fucking <laughs> obey the laws of Christmas. You have to either obey the laws of Christmas, which means don't play games, I guess. I really just can't get over this Reggie uh, tiger <laughs> in the top panel there. It's so upsetting. It's the hair yeah. with the, the human ears, too. Looking at Veronica, that one. Yeah, the one. Yeah. He looks <laughs> he so angry, too. He looks like he's going to eat her. Um, yeah, there's a lot. We'll definitely post that. We can't not. Okay, yeah. well... I think on that horrifying note that will traumatize our listeners, we can probably start to yeah. wrap up. Um, we sure can. Yes. Uh, as always, you can find pretty much everything we do on our website. That's going to be RiverdaleHighAV.club. That's got links to our social media, which has our Instagram, our Twitter. There's also uh, an email on there. There's links to our pod chaser where you can go read reviews or leave a review, which we would really appreciate. And uh, also links to our Patreon, which uh, we're working on getting new bonus content up. As you know, holidays are nutso, uh, and we're we're doing our best. But there's some stuff kicking around that if you feel like joining up as a patron, you can get some fun bonus episodes where Meg and I talk about video games, and we talk about uh, Twin Peaks and other fun stuff like that. Uh, but I, I really do think that's it for me. Uh, everyone, please have a happy and safe holiday, whatever and however you choose to celebrate. Yeah, I, I, I think that'll do it for me. Do you have anything, Meg? Yeah. So in the um, Mad Men Sabrina crossover, yes. do you think she believes in the magic of Jesus? Hmm. I mean, I. so this is the thing. I feel like she probably... Because it's a crossover with Mad Men, I feel like she probably believes in Jesus as much as most white people did in the 60s, right. uh, which was generally... Which is not at all. I <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like every white person in the 60s was just like vaguely Christian if they weren't like a hippie. That's my impression of that or era. Or Jewish. Or Jewish, yes. All of, the, all of the Gentile white folk, I feel like, were Christian. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm anticipating a uh, Mad Men Sabrina Christmas crossover where they uh, imagine I don't know. a bunch of animals 
being or friends. Don Draper maybe takes uh, her to like little Kieran and Shipka. Sabrina takes her to the mall where Christmas story happens. And then uh, the elf kicks her in the face or whatever happens in that movie. Yeah. But then uh, Zelda curses the elf. Yes. Because family respectability. Mm-hmm. And then the elf and Don Draper switch bodies. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes. On that okay. note, uh, we can leave you picturing that wonderful Christmas special. And yeah, uh, without further ado, this has been Riverdale High AV Club. This has been as or I have been Ezra. And I've been Megan. And we will see you at the chocolate shop. Bye. Yeah, I'm doing the weird robot poem first. Okay, Okay. sounds good. Okay.